Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the daily podcast looking back on this day in the history of rock. I'm Paul Stevenson. Today is June 3rd and we are wishing a happy 83rd birthday, 83, incredible, to Mott the Hoople frontman Ian Hunter. He, of course, worked closely with Mick Ronson on many projects as well. And turning 72 years old today is the queen of rock and roll, a former guest on the show, Susie Quattro, legendary singer and bass player who had number one hits in the UK in the 70s with Can the Can and Devil Gate Drive. Happy 72nd birthday to Susie. But for today's story, we look back on a brilliant album released in 1970. Yes, the legendary Deep Purple in Rock album was released, the first recording featuring the iconic Mark II lineup of the band. Richie Blackmore, John Lord, Ian Pace, with the additions of Ian Gillan and Roger Glover. The album was a huge success here in the UK and spawned their highest charting single, Black Knight, which reached number two on the UK singles charts. But by contrast, it didn't fare as well as the previous Mark I Deep Purple releases in America, which to me is baffling, to be honest, as I hold this album on a par, at least, with their most famous record, Machine Head. Anyway, I wanted to get the American perspective on this, so I spoke with Mac B from the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast to get his perspective on this release. You have a huge worldwide hit like Hush, and now the band sounds different because there's a different lead singer, so it's going to sound a little different. So I think at first it's like, okay, that's a different band. But I think for people who liked the emerging, I mean, this came out around the same time as the first Black Sabbath album. It came out around the same time as the third Led Zeppelin album. So this kind of hard rock was starting to be developed. And I think to a certain crowd, this was attractive. Like, yeah, this is this is good stuff. I think they had to apply themselves and get on the road and prove it a little bit. And that always helps in America. You come and you come kick ass live and like, okay, you want us over kind of thing. But this was a huge building block for them, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think that if you like that kind of music, this struck a chord. And then by the time they got to Machine Head, then it was obvious, like, these guys are kings of, of what they do. And just a word about the iconic lineup then. As we said, it's Mark II. I think there's been, was it, six or seven or something daft like that along the years. But um, in terms years. of iconic lineups of bands, everybody knows John Paul, George and Ringo. I mean, but these guys are not far behind when you think of Blackmore, Lord, Glover, Pace, Gillen as well. I mean, they are iconic mm-hmm. and that lineup is an iconic lineup, isn't it? Yeah, and, and Roger and Ian, that battery, are still doing it today, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, John Lord's not with us anymore, but Ian Gillen is still getting up there and singing. And they got back together basically in the 80s, uh, into the early 90s. And then eventually, Richie's like, nah, I'm sick of you people, and I'm going to move on. And I think they were really worried about, ah, if we don't have this quote-unquote guitar god, are people even going to accept us? And then they did a run with Joe Satriani, finally picked up Steve Morris as kind of like the permanent replacement. He's been there ever since. And like, gosh, this is so much easier without the asshole in the back. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Their legacy goes beyond the Mark II lineup, obviously, but it was that lineup. Those guys are just – John Lord's amazing, but yeah, Roger Glover on that bass – and all the production he did yes. over the years, you know, he's not just a guy who's thumping that bass, you know, he's arranging, he's writing, he's producing, 
he's a big addition for a non-original member, right? He and Ian Gillen came in together in the Mark II mm-hmm. lineup. So that's a huge upgrade. You know, when we talk about, like, when they got rid of John Rutsey and put Neil Pert and Rush, wow, that's one of the biggest upgrades in the history, man. Well, I got to tell you, getting Roger Glover and Ian Gillen in there, that's a big deal. And a big thanks to Mac B, or the Wolf, from the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast. Check out his show. He co-hosts with Action Jackson, their latest episode featuring a brilliant interview with Jeff Downs from Yes and Asia and Buggles and Downbraid Association and others as well. Check it out. Well, that's it for June 3rd then. I'll be back tomorrow talking about the early days of the British punk movement. But until then, take care. Take care.